This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. I'm Lauren, and I am one piece of the Partnership Podcast. I am the mother of an 11 year old and born and raised here in the same small town in Virginia, and currently working as a sexuality educator after over a decade of work in a maternal health field. I'm Trey, and I'm her partner. <laughs> You know what I like? Seeing like what little clips you keep in in the beginning before like we launch into the episode. It's always really fun. Like a little behind the scenes. BTS. I kept saying that when we were on the TV show, which by the way, we should probably do a whole podcast on the hilarity that was the TV show. But lots of people didn't know what BTS meant. Behind the scenes. Happy Monday. Good morning, honey. Love you. Love you too. So glad we're doing this. It's been a while. It's been a while. Did you miss it? Were you, did you not think about it because we've had busy weeks or? Yeah. I didn't think about it. It's funny where it's like getting back into the rhythm Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, I forgot how to do this, this, and this. So it's like, this is definitely a muscle. You know why I thought about it? Hmm. Because I so treasure this time with you just to have sit down long conversations. And we have great conversations all the time. We do coffee drives. We do a lot of other things, but I've come to really enjoy Having a topic to discuss usually and then hearing your thoughts on a matter. Yeah, I look forward to like when we get into the flow Uh and then it's like a heater conversation. Mm. That's exciting to me. Mm -hmm. Heater conversation. We don't, yeah, I still giggle the fact that the In Conflict episode has been like our farthest reaching episode and we just don't have conflict. (laughs) Do every, like every, I feel like it's every quarter, every financial Hmm. quarter we'll have a conflict. Okay. We'll just make sure to hop in the chairs. It's like every three months. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And you know, the, all of the folks I read, study from, will say if a relationship is not having conflict, there's something going on. Because two humans growing should be expanding, becoming new versions of themselves, and kind of running into another one. That should result in, oh, whoa, here's something we haven't talked about. And if there's never conflict, then somebody's usually silencing themselves or feeling silenced. So... Every three months, rapidly growing. We have done some exciting things over the past few weeks, and our audience knows a little bit about it, but not a lot about it. And I think it'd be fun to talk about how we came to some of the decisions, how we collaborated on those as partners, and then how we're feeling, how the experiences felt to each of us in our bodies, sure. yeah, and how we're feeling post. You good with that? Yeah. Okay. So the conflict, lots of people guessed this. They were like, are you talking about a wedding? Are you talking about getting married Mm -hmm. on this conflict episode? So if you can recall back to then, do you remember specifically what that conflict was regarding? And can you fill the listeners in? We were so vague during that episode. Yeah, it was regarding our wedding ceremony Mm -hmm. and like what we wanted out of it, what you wanted and what I wanted out of it. And my whole thing was at the very beginning, it was like, oh, this is a, what what word did we use? Formality. This is a formality. We're going to get married on, you know, justice of the peace. Mm -hmm. I do, I do. And then we're going to like go out to dinner. It's literally not going to be a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where it started from where then and like innocently you just started talking about what it could be and and I kind of shut it down where it's like you're changing the plan but really there was no plan set in place yet <laughs> we didn't come up with an agreement of we'll do this we'll do this mm-hmm. but I I um yeah I got real defensive where it's like I I don't yeah I don't want that or it's like you're changing the plan or it's like we had this already etched out where it wasn't yeah. And, you know, I think, can I, can I guess as to why that was so dysregulating for you? Sure. Uh, you, I'm going to brag on you for a minute, but you really love to care for people. It's what you are an incredible host, like incredible host. You have, you were in the service industry for years and years. You really love taking care of people. And so we had chatted for a little bit about if we're not going to have a bells and whistles wedding where traditional we, wedding where we bring out the catering and we really take care of people then let's have basically nothing like let's not disappoint anyone and so i think that i, f- I didn't fail i failed to communicate hey h- could we do something kind of in between mm-hmm. 
in those moments. We tr we thought we were going to do justice to the peace, then we found out in the Commonwealth of Virginia, you can't actually do that. It doesn't work. So we had to get somebody licensed to be a civil celebrant. And so then once we had to do that, my little brain got going like, well, if we're just, if we have to get a civil celebrant anyway, like mm -hmm. we could have a few people, but yeah, I apologize that I, I didn't do a great job of saying, Hey, I see you. I see how you like to care for people. Mm -hmm. And in retrospect, I wish I had done a better job at that. Uh, no problem, baby. One of my big things was that all my people, I'm from the West Coast, so all mm -hmm. my people that I'd want at my wedding were from the West Coast. And there's something in my mind where I don't want to inconvenience people, especially if we're doing like a very small ceremony. I don't want them to have to travel 3,000 miles and spend a couple thousand dollars and, you know, lose a day of travel for this thing. Mm -hmm. But pardon me, but what was pointed out to me was give people the option, which I we didn't do. Like I didn't do. I didn't invite my closest friends to this. Can we? I feel like I'm, uh, uh, you know, trampling on the lead. So can we talk about what it was, mm -hmm. what it could be, and then what we decided on? Yeah, great. that's a great idea. That's a great idea. So why don't you talk about what it was, and then. Like, yeah, the simple things. Okay, let's rewind even further. Sure. Um, we were in the pool one August yeah, afternoon. We were in the pool with J-Man, good friend of us, Jay. Uh -huh. And uh, he said, do it at your house. He like, said, you have when are you guys backyard, getting you married? Home. Yeah. And we're like, we don't know. We're like, we don't know. Leave us alone. We had been engaged for over a year at this point. So, so it's like, whatever. We, d we don't have a timetable. And he goes, do it in the backyard. And, and we're, we're like, why not? Uh, yeah, why why not? And so then we started looking at like, hey, what's catering look like? You know, what's it going to look like to bring in chairs? What's it going to look like to do all this? And we ultimately kind of came to the conclusion of, oh, this is going to be a gigantic pain in the ass and cost thousands of dollars yes. that we could dedicate to other things. Yeah. Then we sat back and said, what's really important yeah. to us with a with a celebration of our partnership, mm -hmm. right, which is already going pretty well, mm -hmm. what's important to us? And we both kind of said a honeymoon, some type of like celebration of our love, and then some really great photos. Some kick-ass photos. So we were both like, oh, we're very much on the same page yes. with those two things. So there was a point at which we said, why don't we just do Justice of the Peace in New York City? Yes. We said, steps. let's go to New York City because it's special to both of us. We've shared some really special memories there and take our photos. So we were like, that sounds great. Okay, let's look at Justice of the Peace. We did. That was actually pretty cost effect. Like it was easy That's enough. Great. You schedule an appointment. You schedule an appointment. You walk in. We started to look at honeymoons. You took the charge of that. We were all like carrying along until you had this thought one day. You said, babe, traffic in New York City can be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And trying to get to an appointment at a certain time and work photos around that might be a hassle. What if we just justice of the piece it here in Lynchburg? This is how this whole thing started. Okay. And it was like, great idea. That's when we started. Because it was a technicality or technicality. formality. Yeah. Formality. Exactly. And I think... Now, in retrospect, I realize that f it, it was more important to me than perhaps I was giving myself permission to feel um, that formality, yes, but I still wanted to share that moment with you, even if it had been in Manhattan. I did. Words mean a lot to me. Um, I'm going to cry now. Um, Where actions mean a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so my day in, day out actions to show you love might be more important than any words I ever say to you. Um, and it, that's similar to me, but you know how much a card, a handwritten card means to me. I've told you so many times and you write me wonderful words like that. And we got to work through, oh no, this is more important than Lauren first realized mm -hmm. in her body because yeah then we thought about coming back home and just doing justice of the peace and we looked into that mm -hmm. wasn't an option we got um civil celebrated and that's when things started to build and compound and yeah you didn't want to inconvenience people across the country and wait so you were about to say someone I don't know if it was me or somebody else that said give folks the opportunity or mm -hmm. the 
yeah, what was what was the kind of you came to? When I asked my best man, mm-hmm. who was a woman, <laughs> and um, she told me, because I, I literally started the conversation with, hey, we're doing this, uh, because it was maybe a year or two prior where she goes, I just need to be there. Yeah. She was very adamant about like, hey, I need to be there when you two get married. So I gave her an out mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, you don't have to be here. This is going to be like a two or three hour ceremony. It's not a big deal. And she goes, I need to be there. And then she did. And she, it was a pain in the ass. She had a delayed flight. She had to stay. Uh, she had to stay the night at a hotel for a layover because the, uh, the flights got pushed back. It was like a 30 hour travel day for her and they lost her bags. So it was like, it was one of those things where I had to kind of reassure myself that like, oh, this isn't mine to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was so wonderful as far as uh, help setting up and uh, it was great, but it, it, it felt and it still does feel like a burden. Mm-hmm. Dr. Betty Martin says it can be just as difficult to live with someone who is unable to receive as it is for someone who is unable to give. And I am so proud of you for practicing the art of receiving in that instance. In my experience with you, you feel so much more comfortable giving, providing, taking care of, the art of receiving can be very difficult, very difficult to humbly and thankfully and gratefully say, wow, it means so much that you're here, that you took the time to give to me in this way and I receive it with an open heart. And I got to watch you do that. You did a really good job, honestly. I really think you did. I know it was hard, especially when travel, when her travel got all messed up, but it was really good. Um, Yeah. And, you know, you didn't invite everybody. I felt that we came to kind of a beautiful place where you said, I am going to tell the ones, you know, that it feels very important to, but I'm not going to invite everybody because we did choose to still call it an elopement. Yes, it was a, we did it in the, let's talk about the elopement. Let's talk about the actual day. So we did it on our anniversary, the Mm -hmm. actual day of our anniversary. We did it at the house. There were 17 people Mm -hmm. here, including us. It started at 6 p.m. It ended at 10. We we did it in our backyard. We didn't set up chairs or any of that shit. We had a beautiful little like uh, lit walkway that we lit with, um, you know, really pretty lights and we had candlelight and we got an outdoor fire pit and then we put lights all over the backyard. It was beautiful. It was simple. It was battery operated lights. We didn't have to run <laughs> electricity. Uh, we fed, we, we turned our dining room table into an entire charcuterie board and you made soup and pies and your soup and pies are so good. And it was almost like it was the vibe of a like a banquet or a Thanksgiving vibe. And then outside, the ceremony took maybe 15 minutes. And um, it was wonderful. Yeah. What, what were your, what did I miss? What do you want to add? No, you did a great job. So once we moved past the no one will be there, uh-huh. we really spent a long time talking about who we would want there. Um, and really just chose, again, like a dozen closest mm-hmm. friends and family. And I didn't invite anybody from the West Coast other than my best man. Yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't, no, you didn't tell anybody, and you kind of allowed me to do mm-hmm. that, too, mm-hmm. where you didn't push, like, hey, you need to give them the option where I, um, yeah, there's something, even like I can feel it boiling up right now, where it's, um, I'm glad I didn't. Good. Would I want people there? Of course, but... Uh, we eloped, so we did it. Yeah. That was part of my, me regulating, um, my stress. You know, through this whole experience, I've had a lot of people tell me, wow, I, looking back, I wish we had done it that way. So many people. Isn't that the old adage where it's like, you hate your own wedding? So many Isn't that folks. the thing? Because your wedding is for other people and then you don't even get to like enjoy right. your wedding. Well, and I think- I've been to weddings where like... I mean, fuck, they don't stop for six, eight hours. Mm-hmm. The bride and groom, they don't mm-hmm. sit down. It's weird. Yeah. It's like for other people. Well, and also, I had to really sit with, you don't enjoy being the center of attention. Mm-mm. Not at all. 
So what does it look like for me as your partner to honor that and hold space for that which I desire to experience? Because you do enjoy being the center of I don't mind being the center of attention at all. Now, I do have a very empath soul. So being around too many people is too much for me. And I've only recently come to understand this, that I morph and I did not want to morph on my wedding day. So I did know that I would need very strategic people around me, but I don't mind being the center of attention. Can you explain what morphing is? <laughs> yes. So for those familiar with the Enneagram structure, I'm an Enneagram three and I can be a chameleon or I can morph. I can so easily transform myself to be more palatable for whomever is in front of me. It is a, if I decided to go into sales, it would be it, uh, people with an Enneagram three structure are fantastic in sales. I can make anyone feel very comfortable. It's a superpower of mine. It also is my greatest downfall because sometimes I don't check in with myself. <laughs> like, what am I feeling? What do I want? How do I want this moment to go? And it takes such great discipline for me to still listen to that. Such great discipline. And now I am a, a social or sexual one-to-one Enneagram three. So big crowds, it's funny. If I'm on stage, that doesn't stress me out. I don't morph to everyone in the audience. Not at all. I'm still very much me. But if I have people coming up like at a wedding how they come up to the people getting married and like want to talk to them that it's like a siphon. It's like someone is sticking a siphon in me and, mm. and the next person, I mean, mm. it's horrible. Sorry. You're going to have to edit that on sound and that's going to be horrible. Not gonna happen. I slurped. No, everybody's going to hear that. Sorry. Not going to happen. I have the same thing where I, I can't deal with real big crowds. Yeah. I can't deal with loud noises. I can't deal with a lot of personalities. Or I can, but it has to be like people I've known for twenty years, and even then, I need some alone time. I was going to say you need it. You need I a need departure to kind of, time. Yeah, or I just need to go, kind of go do my own thing in like a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it seems like it's getting a little bit more and more intense uh, as I get older. Mm-hmm. Like twenties, not so much, but like late thirties, like fuck. Yeah. So looking at that, looking at Lauren's morphing. Trey's dislike of lots of stimulus, big crowds. We had an opportunity to say, okay, well, what do we want? Mm. And I want to thank you publicly for, yeah, truly allowing me to craft something that was very ritualistic and um, full of really important words that I needed to hear, that I really did. I know you didn't have the wounds that I have, specifically when it comes to marriage and weddings. But I needed something said publicly that I I don't even think I realized how important they were to me for our civil celebrant to say them, for me to hear them, for those gathered around us to hear them. It felt like a declaration a little bit of... Are you comfortable sharing some of those things? Yeah. Instead of saying, for instance, they will now share their vows. I had our civil celebrants say they will now share their choices. Lauren and Trey have already been practicing partnership. Nothing is changing today. We are celebrating the beautiful partnership that they have begun And we are saying, how do you choose to continue? What does that look like for you too? And I said a lot of words. You said a few words. (laughs) That was fine. Like, that's us. It didn't need to be Trey has his 10 sentences. Lauren has her 10 sentences. No, it felt very you and I. I had written something down that felt good to me. I think you went off the cuff. Did you go off the cuff when we shared those yeah. choices? Yeah. Yeah. Do you even remember what you said? Uh-huh. I just talked about the first time that like, I, I just knew when it was love. I didn't know it at the time. I just shared that story yes. of like, oh shit, I'm in love with this woman. And then like ever since that, literally that moment, I've just been trying to get back to you. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. It's been my life. Mm-hmm. Other than, yeah, 
No, even then. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was such a beautiful story and so appropriate for the night too, because yeah. I think yeah. our love story is just that. It's kind of one that we fell into accidentally. And then we shared on this podcast, I think last time that we started asking those hard questions way back at the beginning. 100% way back at the beginning. So stepping into quote unquote marriage now should not feel different. And this was something that you really taught me through this tricky time is that nothing is changing. Like this is a formality because it is not the government that is going to make me stick it out and be the best partner to you. If I wasn't already being a good partner, this is, this is bullshit. It's not the government or some type of divine, some type of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, for the first time, got to really see what you meant by formality. You meant, th- no, no piece of paper is the thing keeping me here. Mm-hmm. I am choosing that. And if I wasn't already doing the work, then shame on me, right? And... And I heard you say, neither of us should even be here. If we need some piece of paper, some divine thing, we've already been choosing partnership. And yeah, that's what a lot of my words said, that I also have trauma surrounding. Sorry. Wow. Why is this always so hard? Um, I, I think I did mistakenly think that... When someone makes a vow, that it changes something. And so I think I thought in my first marriage, I would wake up the next day and things would be different because now my husband had made a vow to care for me better. And so what I did, sadly, was relinquish the responsibility to care for myself as well. I expected him to do all of that. If I had been responsible for myself, I would have not even been in that relationship moons before so what i needed to really check in with self regarding this ritual this wedding ritual was lauren you cannot do that again so my words were very much choices public statements declarations to out loud about myself of i will not be doing that again i will to the best of my ability take care of my happiness so that I am able to love you with an outpouring of abundance because that's what you deserve. But I also deserve to be cared for in the way that I see fit. And it was really important to me that some of these things be said publicly because I think in our culture still, there's a lot of presumptions about marriage and how people are going to go about their marriages. And I say, fuck that. I have no desire to live the typical married life that I have seen modeled for me by so many people. It is dysfunctional. It is unhealthy. It is full of complaining. And I want none of it. I would have rather just just not gotten married. We could be perpetually engaged. I don't fucking care. But if our marriage is just another extension of this partnership, then Damn, yes. Cool. I'm yeah. totally fine with that. And that's why nothing changed. Nothing. Other than, yeah, I wore a piece of rubber on my mm, on my piece. left. On my left. See, I got rubber on this. I got that. And I got you got this. a little bracelet for yeah, the kiddo. Yeah, I got a little bracelet. Yeah. Badass. And then I got this little rubber thing. Yeah. No, so after we did our ritual in the backyard, and we chose to call it a ritual because I did do a lot of research on tribes that welcomed people back in after being at war, right? Rituals are very important, very important to the functionings of communities. I think they're beautiful. Ceremonies, pomp and circumstance, not so much. Then we came into our house. Yeah, we ate food and then we sat around and people shared stories. It felt like to me, before there were books, before there were all of these things, People would sit around a fire and tell stories. That's how history was passed down. That's how memory was passed down. That's what it felt like. It was fun. We all just got in the living room. Everybody had chairs. <laughs> uh, we passed around bottles of wine. Everybody had their charcuterie. Everybody had their soup. And, and then we just, people got to talk if they wanted to talk. And it was a little bit of a roast. God, that's fun. 
and um, they got to share, and it was really intimate, and took about 45 minutes, and then we had pie. It was lovely. Yeah. For you, because you were just sharing stimulants mm-hmm. are a little too much for you, and I would love for our listeners and viewers to have these conversations with their partners afterwards of... Do crowds, you know, overstimulate you? Can mm-hmm. we talk about this? Because yeah. people compliment us all the time. I don't know if you know this. On sometimes you won't come to with to, with me two things sure. because it's too much for you, yeah. and I never ask you. And also, to. I don't want to be there. You don't want to, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's fine. He's allowed to. Um, I'm gonna watch YouTube clips in the kitchen. Yes, eating salami, and I don't care mm-hmm. because you're your own person. Mm-hmm. I want, go to the basement. I want couples to have conversations about how do large crowds make them feel because it's such a beautiful way that we can serve one another. Such a beautiful way. Don't drag your partner into something. To that, shit that they don't want to go to or that like just rocks their, uh, right? what's it called? Not immune system. Jesus. Nervous system. Nervous system, yeah. yeah. For like it. the couple's photo or for like the Instagram moment. Or because we are uncomfortable saying, oh, Trey stayed at home because he doesn't like large crowds. Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Right? Love your partner. Everything. And then be fine on your own. The couple's photo is funny. What is it? There was something where it's like matching plaid outfits going to <laughs> a, a pumpkin patch recently. or something. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, why is he not talking to me on the way home? <laughs> yeah. And some couples love that. Break. Yeah, some couples some, do love it. It is true. Um, our some boys, men, some men hate that shit. Yeah, our boys who were at the ceremony. Yeah, of course, they, they love, love it. Yeah. I, you know, I. Uh, what do we love? We love coffee drives. We do. So I we want couples Starbucks to celebrate we, them. Yeah. That's all I care about, right? Like, learn your partner and then celebrate your partner. If you both love plaid outfits and going to pumpkin patches, my gosh, do it every weekend. But if you don't, leave your partner home. My question to you was, that's such a random tangent. How did it feel on your nervous system was, that night? It was great. It was so relaxing. And it was so fun because I got to bounce to conversation to conversation. So after our ceremony, we spent maybe an hour just snacking, drinking, and um, talking. And people would, there was 17 people, right? Yeah. And people would just break off into conversations naturally. So I got to bounce from one conversation to another. I got to have soup over here. I got to hang out with you. I got to go over there. One of my favorite parts was the evening going out to the fire pit. And uh, M was out there. And we got to talk about like stocks. We got to talk about like he he loves to day trade. So I get I got to hear about uh, like day trading and things like that. So it was it was neat. I got to ask him about his business. Uh, we got to talk about mine. It was just fun. And then bounce over here. I think I had like two or three drinks the entire yeah. night. Uh, people helped us clean up yeah. at the end of the evening. And then we, we went to, we got a suite at a hotel down the street. So we yeah. didn't even stay here. And that was strategic too. So that let's talk about that. We really, with with hosting a thing in our home, excuse me, we did not want to then feel like we had to stay in the like, the crumbs of the whole night, right? Like see the trash that still needed to be taken out and this, that, and the other thing. And we really also, wanted to celebrate. Also, baby, if anybody got too drunk, they could just stay on the couch or wherever. Yeah. And then we're like, bye. bye. I think in Don't our minds, we had envisioned le- leaving earlier, yeah. but it was such a delightful night. We so didn't want to go. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, uh, uh, sparkler, sparkler, sparkler exit. exit. Listen, folks, I thought it would be cute. You mentioned it. You just must've been sarcastic. I thought it would be cute to do a sparkler exit because it's like, I could just see the Polaroid photo. It's going to be so cute. Mm-hmm. You mentioned them. Okay, but I saw the kids like just going ape shit in the backyard with sparklers the entire time. I did mention sparklers, but then it turned into like a 930 sparkler exit where everybody holds them and then we run into a car. And then how did I find out about that? Mm-hmm. So I sent a text, and anybody who listens to this podcast who was there that night is going to laugh because they talk about this infamous text, and it was like a copy and paste text that gave the details of the evening and then what time we were leaving, which I thought you would appreciate that there was an out time because you like an end time. I do appreciate that, but but then it said, "How did I said, find <laughs> out about the out time and the sparkler thing, honey?" My brother told you. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I wasn't didn't tell told you. about the plan. I was. <laughs> He's like, he was asking me questions about it. I'm like, yeah, that, no, uh-uh, that's not going to happen because Lauren would have told me about it. And I was like, this is not. Then he like, he literally screenshots me the text. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I just put my hands up. I go, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm going to show up in a suit. 
I'm so sorry. And get married. I'd love to know the plan. And I, I love t- knowing the plan. I thought that sparklers were your idea. I really did. That was my bad. I I swore that you had brought up sparklers. I'm sure I did. I, but you hadn't meant like... A sparkler exit at 9.30? No. Uh-uh. Anyway. Yeah, you're terrible. I'm terrible. And, and this can't happen anymore now that we're married, okay? Never. You'll just have to punish me. Okay. Um. What happened after our wedding? Okay. So... We still wanted to do that photo thing in Manhattan and a honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So we chose to do, right, our ritual on the 30th anniversary of us meeting, which was really special too. That was just awesome. We stayed at a local hotel, woke up the next day nice and slow, had a great morning. Um, then we went back to work for a day, <laughs> so yeah. the, the day or two. And then we got on a train on yes. Sunday was really nice to have that time in between because we were able to focus, kind of like compartmentalize. I focused all on the ritual, didn't think about anything else. And then we got on a train to Manhattan. And yeah, I think this, I start crying again. Lord have mercy. <laughs> when we said, when together, you and I decided we wanted to take photos in Manhattan, you asked me who I would want to photograph it. And I said that the person who takes my very favorite photos um, is my ex-husband. And you could have said, hell no. Like, are you crazy? What did you think when I said that? A, super talented artist. B, uh, or like 1A, it's too good of a story to pass on. (laughs) It was like simultaneous thoughts. Out of the closet, ex-husband. Yeah. Takes wedding photos. Yeah. Hashtag second marriage. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. And he's an ally. Yeah. Like he's a, like we're friends now. Yeah. We had such a good time because we were together with the photographer, uh, makeup and hair and our driver, Jose, shout out. Um, we were together for what, like six, seven hours? Mm-hmm. So, and it was just fun. It was like, he works so efficiently. The, uh, the directions are, are so concise and then he doesn't take a thousand photos to get one good one. He'll take ten. He'll be like, "Got it." Mm-hmm. Like we did our when we did our um, like me getting dressed mm-hmm. took ten minutes. Really? Maybe fifteen. Yeah. He's like, "Okay, got that." He goes, "Move over there, chin down, here, here, got it, great." It was surprising how efficiently he is. It's like so, he's been doing it for. It's like years. he's been doing it. It's like he's he's a master <laughs> of his craft. So anyway, but we talked about who would I want to photograph it. I said my ex husband. You so lovingly said exactly what you just recapped. That's too good of a story. And Let's also, ask him. also, we got a he as a wedding gift. He mm-hmm. he did it f- complimentary to us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Wonderful. His rate is elite, as it should be. As it should be. Um. Yeah. So I sent him. We have a group thread because, like you said, we're allies. And mm-hmm. so I asked him how he would feel about this, um, and he said, "Let's do a FaceTime." Um. So he and I FaceTimed, and he's back to that Enneagram structure, an Enneagram 4. So he's very artsy and very feely. And I think we were both crying (laughs) as he said, yeah, I think I'd love to do this. I think this would be not only a way for me to love on you and Trey as a gift, but also healing. Um, Did he say that before? Did he say that mm -hmm. after? I mean, he said that after, too. I have documented proof, but... On our FaceTime, that one time you saw me sitting over at the college across the street, like on FaceTime, you waved. You were like taking a walk. Yeah. I'd been FaceTiming with him. And so we talked about dates that worked. This was also the nice thing of us doing it our own way is that we were able to really structure things around his availability as well. And so we decided on a midweek thing, a Tuesday, a random Tuesday. And so he could shoot on both weekends. And yeah, we said... You know, can we put you up in a hotel right there with us? So it's just easy, easy peasy. And, you know, is that too much? Do you need space from us? But no, again, we're we're all pretty much allies right now and take our responsibility of setting our boundaries very seriously, very seriously. Um, And he does a fantastic job with us now. So, yeah, we agreed. And yeah, we went up on Sunday. Um. He got up there on Monday, so did best friend, J-Man, who this whole thing is his fault, you know, like all of this happening, <laughs> same one who'd been in the pool with us, and he did my hair, a makeup artist came in on Tuesday, it was supposed to rain, 
Um, but the rain pushed through. My baby sister came to sit in the hotel room with me while I was getting ready. Yeah. And then we hopped in a car that you had arranged and drove around the city and took fabulous photos. We didn't even drive that many places around the city. Let's change this. We went to one place and then we went back. We walked. Two. We walked. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But traffic was horrendous. Traffic was really horrendous. I am so glad that we did not try to get to a courthouse to do it there. Uh-huh. That would have been incredibly stressful. We had no timelines. We had no timelines. We didn't have to be anywhere at a specific time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went to, yeah, we went to a restaurant that we hold near and dear to our hearts. We took photos there. We photobombed the place almost. They were not happy the with us. The owner showed up. He's like, oh, I... we're so honored. We're so honored. But you guys need to get the <laughs> fuck out. I had gone the day before to ask permission to do all these things. Sure. It wasn't enough. It wasn't yeah. enough. Nobody told him. He he wasn't involved in the plan. He was not. Yeah, he wasn't there involved in the plan. Then we walked to Washington Square Park. We took photos. What was uh how did you feel walking around in a wedding dress in the city? You said it best that well, first of all, I made a shot list for ex-husband, but I also made a list of emotions I wanted to feel. And this is something I do with clients as well. Um, that how do you want to feel on this day? And then how will you know you are feeling that thing? And so one of the things I said amidst romantic, slutty, dramatic, all these things was human. I, and I knew I would feel that way if I could connect with the humans that saw us and look them in their eyes. So I had no idea this would happen, but walking through Washington Square Park, we were congratulated, what, maybe 50 times? Sure. I mean... Everybody. Uh, the the dudes playing chess, the old guys playing chess, uh, the, uh, I think the, uh, the drug addicts, uh-huh. um, the normies, everybody. It's never had an experience, probably never will, in the city, in Manhattan, where people are looking and warm to you immediately. I was so warm. Because I was in my tux, you were in your wedding dress, traditional white wedding dress, and people were excited and warm to us. People would stop and take photos. It was a really unique experience in that sense because in Manhattan, people mind their business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was neat to uh, kind of get to experience uh, the opposite. People were very warm. That that gentleman invited us to the manager of the hotel. He invited us in. We got to take photos in there. We got to use the bathroom. That was one thing that was uh, kind of dinging my logistics bells. It's like, okay, everybody use the bathroom. Hydrate, but not so much. Does anybody need nuts? So it was... It was so warm, too. The day was just we not out. too warm. 60s? A six. It was just lovely. Was I was yeah. in a sleeveless dress. I was never cold. Yeah. Um, you were in a tux. Do you remember being hot? Never. Never. It was odd. It was odd how well things worked out. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, the, we were I think forty five minutes late to even get to the driver, but who cares? He was on our schedule. Yeah. Excuse me. And um, it was a huge key part that we didn't have to be anywhere at a specific time. We got to do what we yeah. wanted, and you were the MVP because we wanted to go to the Guggenheim mm-hmm. uh, while we were literally passing the tram to get back to Roosevelt Island. And it was going to take maybe 45 minutes to get to the mm-hmm. Guggenheim, a mile and a half in mm-hmm. the fucking city. And you said, no, no, turn us around. We're going back. We don't need to take photos at the Guggenheim. And then we got to go back to the hotel. We got to recharge. Mm-hmm. You got to do a, a, a change. You got to, well, you did a change in the car. But we got to take even better photos because we kind of had time. My nervous system came down because mm-hmm. we weren't. We would have had to fight getting back to yeah. or taking the subway. Yeah. So thank you for saving. I'm talking too much, but thank you for saving all the those logistics. And then we got to go back to the hotel. And then with uh, uh, A, our photographer, we got to take some amazing photos in such a relaxing manner. And then we, we, we took off all that bullshit. And I put back on sweatpants. And a hoodie, and we got to go to dinner with uh, Jay, and uh, I surprised him with another night where it's like, you're not going anywhere, you're not going back to Washington Heights, you're staying right here with us, so we got to go out, um, hang out, and then I got my second wind, and I'm like, peace, motherfuckers, I'm getting on the subway, I'm going to the stand, shout out, and uh, watching some comedy on a Tuesday night, November 1st. 
and it was so much fun. And um, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was. Jay it came was, back to my hotel room with me, yeah, and we had best friend time. Yeah. I, there were just all of these the things that people talk about from their weddings that they truly loved. I feel like I still got from like these tiny little bits and pieces, if not more of it, because I got this one-on-one -on -one time with all of the most important people in my life. Even one of my best friends in the world couldn't come over on the day of, and I got to spend hours with her the day after. I mean, it was just, it was so, 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 so perfect. Yeah. You left for comedy. Jay was like, does he always do that? Does he always just leave? <laughs> and I said, you know, that's one of our, my favorite parts about our partnership is that he so trusts me to be okay without him. If I had not do, been doing well or something, you wouldn't have left my side. You would care for me. But like, no, he, he knows I'm okay. And that's the greatest compliment in the world of she's good. You're here with her. She's set. She's I got a friend that, time. I want to give you that one-on-one -on -one yeah. time too. No, it was just, it was ideal. So then and I we, wanted some one-on-one. -on -one. I wanted some I know. solo time. Yes. And so I just kept beaming as your partner, knowing how full that makes you. And that like your wedding memories are going to have all of those types of things connected to them. The things that make you happiest in the world that it just, it just made my heart glow. Like that's what, that's what partnership is, is feeling this abundance of joy because your partner's experiencing joy too. Like I could see how happy you were at our ritual with everybody around. I could feel how calm Smooth. your nervous great. system was. was I could great. see how happy you were when I chose to reroute us and send us yeah. back home for photos. Because I can be a pouty. The... I can be a pouty little boy sometimes. You can't. You can't. Strong and as uh -huh. think I am. I can be a pouty little boy. Mm -hmm. Especially when logistics are starting to go off track. It and you mm -hmm. don't know necessarily how they're going to get back on track. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you really, you leaned on me for the things that were mine to drive. You did such a good job, honey. You drove so well. Mm -hmm. You led that so well, babe. Thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for supporting me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so then we had a recoup day the day after. That's great. And we got to spend time with my sister and her partner. And then A, my ex-husband's partner and came his in partner, too. Yeah, fun. Oh my gosh. That beautiful was a bar. Beautiful rooftop bar. Rooftop rooftop bar. And then the next day we got on a plane to go to our own honeymoon. Mm -hmm. Everything felt so spaced, so full of like breath, not rushed. I Yeah. Hopped on a plane the next morning. That was early morning, but then got to our honeymoon destination like after lunch, like one. <laughs> it was crazy. And then just had six, seven full wonderful days on a honeymoon mm -hmm. of which two of them, it poured down rain. Yeah. And it was still awesome. So awesome. Yeah, we picked a great spot. We went to the Dominican Republic, uh, Punta Cana, specifically the uh, the excellence uh, excellence Punta Cana, which uh, I'd highly recommend. Mm -hmm. And um, we were really well taken care of, and we had so much fun, and we got to connect, and we got to have our independent time, and we got to have our adventures. You know, uh, lots of people commented on like my Insta stories, like, where's Trey? Why, why isn't he ever in your things? And it's mm -hmm. funny because I hadn't even thought about it. To me, that's mm -hmm. just how we exist. I sleep next to you. That's yeah. where I am. I'm I'm in bed next to her. But you spend a lot of other time with me aside from just being in bed with me. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Did our, I mean, to me, our honeymoon just felt like another extension of our partnership. Oh, yeah. 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 It was great. No. I think y'all... <laughs> Listeners and viewers, Trey and I, the reason our partnership works so well for us is that we both really value alone time uh -huh. and are not afraid to just enjoy life alone as well and then come back to each other and share fun experiences and then go away again. I've always been able to say to you like, hey, I don't want to do this or it's like, hey, I'm going to go do this uh -huh. and then it's not like a personal affront to you. Yeah. Where it's not like, well, what's wrong? It's like, there's nothing wrong. It's that you've always given me that space. I think, I, you know, second husband of mine. First wife. What up? Mm -hmm. I tried and obviously failed at making my first marriage a cookie cutter marriage that resembled 
all these other happy faces I could see on social media and magazines and other things. And I still, to this day, am deeply sorry to my ex-husband for all of the times he just wanted to be himself. And I tried to push him into a situation so that I didn't have to face my own discomfort in being somewhere solo or being in a photo alone or you name it. And it was wrong. It was wrong of me to ask him to be someone that he was not. And I will never do it again. Never. Not for the gram. Not for, I don't care. It's not worth it. You are who I love. You are who I choose. And it works for us. And I feel that and I see that. And that's how you treat me. And it's great. It's yeah. a great life. I live a great life. We had beautiful adventures on our honeymoon. We did safaris. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so much had, fun. I had uh, so many omelets. So much. Yeah. Room but we ate breakfast I, together, I, hungry, I think, twice. twice. Only twice. I think so, yeah. Um, I, I just so enjoy refueling myself and then also hanging out with you. But I, it's just not necessary to me to do all the time. And I... I want to acknowledge attachment styles and we could do a whole podcast on attachment styles. I am sure that you and I both have not only secure attachment styles, but also a little bit of avoidant attachment styles and it works for us. The combo does of we can spend time alone and be okay. Um, so I would encourage listeners and viewers to also look into that, but we can do a whole potty on that. What happened after we got home? What happened after we got home? Oh, well, I mean, I don't know if this is what you were talking about, but I had also planned for someone to come in and clean our home ahead of us coming yeah. home. That was a gift to me. Yeah. Um, but we came home and we went right into life. I don't know. What yeah. did you want me to say? No, I mean, just whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. Wait, no, no. I'm, we're married now, so you will, <laughs> you will, I say will what, submit. You will say what I... I will. Um, no, we came home and I jumped right into client appointments the day after and felt refreshed and full of joy. People who have known me for years and years right remember that I used to have such difficulty with what I called re-entry. Um, I would have panic attacks and feel depressed and want to run away from the world. And I couldn't wait to get back. Um, you and I both felt that way come, kind of come the last day. We were sad to leave like the ocean. That was really mm -hmm. nice and the sunshine. Mm -hmm. But we were ready for our tasks. Like, we yeah. love our everyday here. I want to write. I want to see my cat. Yeah. Uh, the leaves are a mess. <laughs> you know, uh, I want to go to the golf course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really like this version of life. Yeah, mm -hmm. honeymoon life is, I mean, it's a, it's a Shangri-La version of yeah. life, but that's not sustainable. I don't want that. I kind of want to no, I want to write. I want to do my shit. I miss the kid yeah. so much. I miss my basement. And, yeah, so we've done a lot of, like, cuddles all together in the mm -hmm. bed watching tv a lot of, yeah a lot of tv uh -huh. a lot of like check-in time food together so eating it's been, meals mm -hmm. yeah there's been a lot of family time kiddo was doing her crafts in bed i got this badass thing right mm -hmm. here so i it's been beautiful it doesn't feel any different it just feels like um we did this incredible thing that we kind of both keep referencing like yeah. hey remember when yeah. or hey wasn't that funny or Oh, we did this thing. It was wonderful that it started with a, an idea, and then we actualized it, and then we saw it through to completion, and we're actually really happy with the process. It usually doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. So, fuck yeah, we did a thing. Mm -hmm. And now uh, the state's involved in our relationship. Yeah. But it's our responsibility. So, yeah, we can wave that piece of paper around. I will wave that piece of paper mm -hmm. around. Don't you? I think it's also brought to mind, Stay and I will not go down this rabbit hole, but you and I have talked about this a little bit, that it's really unfortunate that there are still so many who can't enjoy the government perks of quote-unquote marriage. Talking about the gays? That, yeah, that and those folks who are in more non-traditional relationships and things like this. It's just, I, there are so many intricacies around this so many privileges given to the married that we're now seeing that we're like that's really sad because it's not like anything changed here but all of a sudden because we have a piece of paper we can get all these benefits it's just i just want everybody to know that it 
it rubs me a little ugh, off because I had a piece of paper before and was being treated like shit inside of a marriage but had perks, you know? Like, it's just, it's all a little backwards. Mm-hmm. What would you say best memory or best takeaway from the ritual, from the photos, from the honeymoon? How relaxed the photo taking was. Mm-hmm. Like, in the belly and the beast, in the busiest city in the world, how relaxing that process was and how unique that process was. Best takeaway. What about yours? I was waiting for you to ask me. Mm. The intentional moments of connection, whether it was in our living room with the other 15 people plus us, whether it was sitting Jay sitting on the floor of the bathroom while I was steaming, stress steaming the night before our photos because I had a nervous tummy. Whether it was my sister sitting on the bed while I was getting makeup done and then holding me when I had a trauma breakdown. Whether it was walks with the ex-husband while you and Jay walked ahead of us when we were taking those photos at the end of the day. Whether it was our pool safaris, you and me meeting that other couple on our honeymoon. Those moments of connection I felt present enough to witness in the moment. And to me, that's like the meaning of life of, yeah, this, this is what life is about is these humans that I have the honor of doing it with. Um, and primarily you, primarily you, um, wouldn't change it for the world. So I love you, partner. Love you the most, baby. The opinions expressed on this podcast are just that, opinions. We encourage you to take what you like and leave the rest. We love research and hope you do your own. We hope that our successes and failures enable you to build the partnerships you dream about. So I like to take a little minute just at the end of these podcasts to talk about the platform that we use for our podcast called Anchor. When we were first getting into the scene of podcasting, I didn't know much, but did a simple Google search um, and found that by just uploading one high-res video to Anchor's platform, it does the rest of the work for me, pushes out the audio and video to every platform podcast users use. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. And I'd love to tell you more about Anchor.